0: Before we get into today's episode, I have a quick message from my sponsor, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that simplifies your web hosting experience. The platform allows businesses to focus on their growth and have complete peace of mind with 24 7 support and flexibility to scale. Can we just say support is hugely important when it comes to hosting? And thanks to Cloudways, they are offering an exclusive discount for the Kim Doyle Show listeners. Visit cloudways.com and use the promo code Kim20 to get 20% off for two months on the hosting plan of your choice. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. Guys, this is the third time I've started recording this podcast. Let me just tell you what happened. So I wrote this yesterday and was all amped and ready to go. It's a doozy, guys. It's another long episode. But uh, the power went out. Fortunately, it was only 10 minutes into recording, so that was fine. And then this morning, I decided, okay, let's go ahead and put the video on. So that I can see if we can repurpose um, some snippets, right? I'm, I'm sure there's going to be snippets that I can pull out of this to use for TikTok or Reels or Stories or whatever, right? There, there's there's got to be something I can use with this. But the problem is, you guys, I had to stop because I had had the light ring on and I'm looking at the camera, and I just thought this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so distracted. So I left the video on, but I'm going to pretend it's not and. Then I will hit this off to my daughter and see what she can do with it. So thanks for that, Britt. All right. Uh, today's episode. It's taken 14 years to have the courage to do this. This is episode 95. And I promise, I before next week, I'm going to do the math on how many episodes total. It's so like I said, it's got to be 400 or so. Anyway, let's do a quick little uh, Costa Rica update. You know, it's been raining like no one's business. Um, and that's fine. I mean, like I said in an email, I mean, the country sort of just exploded with vegetation and it's really pretty, but I really miss the blue skies and I've gotten, um, gotten kind of spoiled to be honest with you, but that's okay. And it's, it's helped me get a lot of work done. So here's a fun little adventure I did just have though. I did a border run by myself at the end of last week to Nicaragua. So every 90 days You have to get your passport. If you're not a resident, you have to get your passport stamped. You have to leave the country. And it's kind of funny because you can literally go into Nicaragua, do the stamp thing, walk through, walk back out, and you get back in your car and you go. So, well, I'm not complaining. It works. I think Panama is a little bit stricter now. So Nicaragua is above me. Panama is below me. Um, But whatever. Here's the crazy thing. Thank God I had gotten cash because I totally spaced on needing to get a COVID test to go into Nicaragua. I should have just Googled it, but so be it. Um, I forgot to do that. And so I get there. And of course, there's some guys that flag me down. Oh, oh, you know, come over here. Do you have your COVID test? And I was like, oh, no. And the thing is, worst case scenario, I would to turn around and do it again the next day I would had to go back, get the COVID test. And the COVID tests are, I don't know, 40 to 60 bucks, somewhere in there. These guys are like, I oh, will give you a printout of a legitimate negative test result. And I was like, "Wow, well, hundred bucks. <laughs> so it is what it is, right? I, I figure I it's going to save me that on gas. Although my car down here is diesel. I get great gas mileage. Um, so that was amusing. But it's it was, I'm going to say like a two-hour drive to Nicaragua. Um, and... The, the probably what took the longest was to wait for them to get everything set up to give me the printout. That was probably twenty plus minutes, and then it's just, anyways. I, I did a couple of videos. Let's see if we can do something with them. I'm really trying to get better at documenting life here in Costa Rica. Anyways, but it was great. It was done, and I'm like, all right, this is great. The there is a digital nomad visa that has passed in Costa Rica. It's just not been implemented, which would mean. I don't need to leave the country for two years, which is kind of cool anyway. So that's my little Costa Rica update, lots of rain. And here's the, the and kicker with the rain too, is that I've really started to acclimate to these temperatures and the climate, because like I said, I'd have to, I'd have to look to know temperature, but it's probably 75, 80, maybe right now. Um, Mind you, I've got the AC on in my house just because it keeps it a little bit drier. It's pretty wet outside. but i've got like p- pants on <laughs> and it's, it's just funny to me like how a year ago this probably would have felt not cool enough it's it's crazy it's fun anyway i digress Let, let's get into today's episode all right so this the the episode title this is piggybacking off of last last week yeah last week's episode where i talked about having the courage not the courage um what, what was the episode title welcome to my brain um but to get uh to be uncomfortable right stepping outside of my comfort zone took me a while but I knew I'd get there um and so in this case when I realized that it has been the entire journey of my online career which is 14 almost 14 and a half years um to get me here I was like that's it that's what I'm going to talk about the journey here so Um, and for me, what works is accountability. I've known this about myself for a long time. And what I used to do is I would set up accountability with other people. My therapist was great with this. I would say I was going to do something. And if I told her I was going to do it, how I do this in business is by putting it out there. Like I let the world know, Hey, guess what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing. This is what's going on. I share the process. I share the journey. Um, and that's how I keep myself accountable. When I put something out to the world, that's how I hold myself accountable. So most of the time, the things that I publicly share do get done, right? Although not always in the time frame I hoped. And I don't know about you guys, I cannot be the only person that I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll write and record and get this podcast done in a couple hours. And I'm like, five hours later. <laughs> Whatever. I love doing it though. It's a fun process bear with me on, on coffee number two. Um, but either way, you know, it usually gets done. But the truth is, sometimes it doesn't. I have a change of heart or something else comes up that's a that's a priority. And have you ever done that when you've had an idea and you're excited and you start diving into it, and something takes you off track. And next thing you know, it's like, Oh, my God, I totally forgot about that thing I was doing. And you know, those those times, those are the moments when I that I trust the process, and it wasn't meant to be. But there is something about that energy and that momentum that happens with the new ideas. So the truth is, I let go of what that looked like a long time ago. And honestly, most people are too busy thinking about themselves, as they should be, but to worry about what you've said you were going to do. So let go of that unless, you know, and I'm not talking about accountable um, or responsible to for clients and customers. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, But the bottom line is, this is your life. So this episode is going to be another processing episode in that me writing and recording this is helping me get clear on what I'm doing and where I'm going. So my intention is that there's value for you as I share this process. As much as I need it, I know someone else out there needs to hear this too. So as usual, um, well, maybe not as usual, but I love the backstory of, of looking at what brought someone to where they are. So That's kind of what I'm going to start with today. And that me stepping into this F the hustle and claiming a piece of this is because this is who I've always been. I have always had this optimistic and positive disposition. My mom used to tell me that even as a kid, when I was little, I would treat everything like it was an adventure. And I mean, obviously, you know, I was not always a happy child, but for the most part, I was a pretty happy kid. And I was naturally drawn to the things that made me feel good. And I intentionally ch- well, I, let me back this up. I'm sitting here saying I intentionally chose not to engage with things that felt heavy or dark. I don't know that I was conscious, but I knew I didn't like the way I felt with it. You know, one of the dumb things that was well, dumb, but one of the things that um, came to me was I don't high school, you know, junior high, whatever. When kids kind of start getting into horror movies and stuff, I think I saw one Friday the Thirteenth. I never saw any of the Freddy Krueger nightmare on. Elm Street? Is that what they were called? Ugh. Yuck. I hated that feeling. I don't, it just, no, it it made me crazy. And so it was like, you know, why the hell would I watch something that scares the bejesus out of me? And I'm not having fun with, mind you. I I think the last movie I saw was probably The Ring. The, The first one, my husband, so this is a long time ago. This was 20 plus years ago, I thought my husband, that was the last one I've seen. I just, I refuse. I'm not spending my time and energy to be scared, but to each their own. That's not a judgment, right? And the thing is, like, I know this might sound obvious because I believe that a lot of kids are hardwired to be optimistic. And then the longer we're in school, that sort of optimistic, cheerful, and dreamer attitude is sort of taught out of us, right? And, and I'm not negating you guys that there are, too many children that have had hard childhoods and they deal with trauma. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm just talking about, you know, that, that just pure enthusiastic zest for life that little kids have before they're told to put their feet on the ground and get their head out of the clouds and to stay focused and operate within this societal norm. And there are some kids that have the backbone not to right? kudos. But um, for me, it, it kind of kept getting tamped down, tamped down. Right. And so when I look back, I realized how many times I made decisions based on the approval of other people, mainly my parents, who as much as they believed in me and supported me, you know, they brought their own stuff to their, to the table. And, you know, it was the traditional go to school, get a good job, you know, just the quote unquote American dream. Um, and they accepted at a certain point. No, I'm not following that path. And, um, but really the more I stepped into things that made me feel good, the more criticism I got. And actually, I don't know if criticism is even the right word. And I'm not talking about at home. The criticism went two ways. It was either you can't do that or who does she think she is? And that was a, that was a big one. And so I had done a great visualization with my therapist I don't know, a week plus ago. And I had two very distinct memories show up. She had me do this thing where I was looking at, I think she had me do three memories. Two of them were along the lines of somebody trying to put me in my place, not get too big for my britches. And I started thinking back and mind you, it was, it was enough. It was a great visualization. And doing that made me go no more, just no more. I'm done with that. Right. And so both were times when I was feeling really good about myself and someone, an authority figure, an adult, uh, felt the need to put me in my place. And the thought that came to mind with that, and a little off script here. Remember, this is me processing. Sorry about the dog. Not much I can do about it. <laughs> um, but um this is me processing everything. And so... There's going to be times where, and I've I've got this doodle for you, it's the emotional pendulum swing in here, where I talk about being super excited about where I'm going and then getting really pissed off. And that's what happens sometimes when we process things. Anyway, I do. I think that when people try to tamp down your own excitement, enthusiasm, and something that is solely for you and has nothing to do with them, um, that's their issue, right? So we've all had those moments where we get sideways or we get a sideways comment from someone that has nothing to do with us and it's completely about their own shit. And so here are a couple of exi- of examples and I, and then the posts are quick bullet list. So I'm going to run through these kind of quickly because I don't want to put too much energy into them. But I remember when I had my scrapbook store, Um, uh, what was it? 98. So I was 28 years old and my business partner was my mom's age and uh, we had met in retail, long story doesn't matter. But either way, she tended to be a little bit negative. I am not. And so she came to me because her husband actually <laughs> made a remark about how blah she sounded when she answered the phone. I would answer the phone like, Good afternoon, thanks for calling all about memories. This is Kim. How can I help you? Like, just Peppy, it's my personality. And so I got mimics. That kind of stuff. And it was like, I mean. Okay. So that's silly, but I remember having a boss say at a uh, manager's meeting one time, I loved learning and development, like the disc training, all of the ways that we pull in behavioral stuff into the business environment management. I love that stuff. So finally at one of the meetings, my boss was like, all right, can somebody else besides Kim answer? He wasn't being snarky, but that comment I got like ribbing and teasing from peers. And I'm like, well, shit! I'm here. I'm going to make the most of this time. Why is this on me? Another example. Um, I was collaborating with a woman online years ago, and she made a snide comment. This is when I was the WordPress chick. About well, everybody wants to talk to the WordPress chick. Do you guys like my tone of voice? I'm amused at where I'm going with this. Um, I've had internet trolls, and you know, I was sharing this morning with my therapist. I remember having in a speech class at uh, in at, in college. That I got up and I did um, – I don't even remember what the exact speech was, but it was something – it was based on a Zig Ziglar talk. Zig Ziglar, if you're not familiar, was one of the big sales motivational guru guys, right, probably in the 80s? He has since passed. But anyways, I, I, I ate that shit up. And so then what I did, I got out from behind the podium. Like I couldn't just stand still. And I was doing it, and the teacher – this is a speech class, you guys – made a snide comment when I was done, like, oh, I'm, where's my, I need to get my credit card out. I'm ready to order or something. And it was just, it's like, isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? What is your issue? And I don't, whatever. Anyway, you get my point, right? You guys, I am done playing small. Someone else's lack of ability to show up in their own life is not my responsibility. And this is my doodle. This is the pendulum, the emotional pendulum swing. So if you go to the post, you'll see it, but I'm going to describe what it looks like for you. So we all know what a pendulum is, right? So hanging straight down in the middle is my goal. This is me being content with my decision, but more than that, it's about being in alignment to the far right is I'm really excited. This is this little kid that feels like every day that I start this, I feel like I've got a, you know, that brand new box of crayons and a huge sheet of white paper to the far left there is the young adult in me that is friggin' pissed off. <laughs> pissed off at all these other people, but also, I don't know piss is a strong word, but there's this level of self-betrayal that I played small because it suited other people. And so um, again, the goal is that alignment. And I know this about myself. And throughout this process, I'm going to go back and forth. I know it. And eventually it'll settle down in the middle until I go to level up again. And probably more than contentment is a knowing. I'm doing the work. I'm stepping into this fully. I've done most of the processing, like I said, until the next thing shows up and I have something else to process. Um, But really, I I think the the processing piece here definitely is coming from the pissed off side. That's where I have a lot more to process because the excited child who's giddy about this, this new direction is just running. Right. I mean, what's to process? It's just to hold space and honor that. And so, you know, sharing some of these stories are examples of the 100% off on the pissed off side of the pendulum, right? (coughs) Excuse me. The beauty and magic happen where I allow myself both sides of this emotional pendulum. I'm not making either side right or wrong, they simply are. And so, by, I know that by allowing myself to fully feel and experience both of these, that I'll find the middle ground where the pendulum rests, knowing full well that it may swing to either side from time to time. So there are two primary things that have gotten in my way. Number one is fear. And number two is my light. And I am going to read, you guys have probably heard this before, but Marianne Williamson has a great little, this is like a little paragraph. I'm going to read it to you. Let go of any language. She uses the term God, whether or not this is not about religion, find your own space for that. Okay. Okay. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. <coughs> I tripped over a couple of words there. Sorry about that. So just think about that again, you guys. I mean, your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. I have done that a lot of my life. Like I said, I'm done. We don't need anyone else's permission to be who we want to be and do what we want to do. Of course, there are people who tell you they don't care what other people think and do whatever they want. Anyway, I call bullshit. I there were people I've known throughout this journey. I don't care any things, so I don't care about anything, but yet. They don't actually put themselves out there. It's very easy to not care when you fit a mold or when it doesn't matter. I'm not going sideways with that. But I think we all have a piece of this in us. It's what we do with it. And the whole thing here is not because I need to be right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that this is about I need to be right, that everybody has their own shit. But if the Dalai Lama can admit that he has fears and doubts, I think it's probably safe to say it's simply part of the human experience. It's what we do with it. It always comes back to what we do with it. This is another lesson I have learned in mocho therapy. Um, But the ultimate key to freedom is complete and total self-responsibility. And honestly, when I was writing this out, I realized I have had a weird idea about what self-responsibility meant. I've talked a lot about self-responsibility on the podcast, but I basically interpret it as meaning Taking responsibility when I make mistakes or mess up, which is kind of friggin' depressing, isn't it? <laughs> Again, Susan has helped me immensely with this, but that's really only one piece of the pie. So I have done another doodle. You guys, I had so much fun. By the way, there is a software tool called Sketch Wow, it's a one time price where I'm doing all these doodles. I'm gonna do more with the iPad as I practice and, and play more. Um, but so I drew out this self responsibility pie. And this is mine. Yours is going to look different. But I want to talk you through um, what I've included in this and what it means. So the pie is broken into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> seven pieces of the pie. But it's taking responsibility for the good in our lives, for what we truly want, and having the courage in the backbone. So one, I'll just read through. So number one, what makes me happy? Asking myself, does this bring me a joy? bring me joy. So taking responsibility means do I say no if it's something that doesn't make me happy? Who do I want in my life? Does this relationship serve me? Not all relationships are meant to go the distance. And some need tweaking and adjusting along the along the path, but the point being is we don't have to keep relationships. We don't have to keep people in our lives and you can lovingly let them go. Um number 3 Where do I want to be? Where do I want to live, travel, explore? And the side note on this one is, am I willing to go alone? I did that coming down here. I mean, I knew my therapist, right? But other than that, I didn't have any friends down here. And, and so, and that may not be for you. It may be, where do I want to visit? Where do I live in that? Do I not, do I want to sell my house and downsize because I'm tired of taking care of whatever it is. Right. But where do I want to be? Ask yourself that that's taking responsibility and not based on what society thinks you should or shouldn't be doing. Here's a, here's a tough one for a lot of entrepreneurs is how much money do I want to earn? I don't know what it is. Um, and I think I go into this uh, about this. You're horrible for wanting money. It's just, I'm not going to go sideways with that, but I'm going to have a lot more conversations around it because the bottom line is I can help more people. And that's not my only drive. I don't want it to be that I'm this purely altruistic person, but the bottom line is you can do more when you have money, when you get any stress or fear or worry. I don't know if it all goes away, but when you get the stress or the worry of money off your back, how much easier is it to show up? How much easier is it to be there for other people? If I need to hop on a plane or, whatever it is, whatever it is. And you know what? It's okay to want the stuff too. All right. Uh, next one. Am I putting myself first? The bottom line is same thing. Let's go back to the old and overused, but very true. Putting your oxygen mask on yourself right on the plane. They tell you as a parent, put your oxygen mask on yourself first because you can't help your child if you're not breathing. Um, number six, I stopped numbering them. (laughs) Do I give myself the grace to make mistakes? Own my mistakes, apologize and learn. That's it. We're all going to make mistakes. That's it. Moving on. And if you make a mistake with, within a relationship and that person, you know, doesn't... I don't know, sometimes you can't find your way back, and that's okay too. And trust that as well. And lastly is, what do I want, which is probably number one, Or did I already say? I don't know. Does this bring me joy? What makes me happy? Six of one. The doodle is in the post. What do I want? And truly, are these choices mine? What do I want? And I have created a life of freedom and ease and beauty um, and nature. And I've, I've got a business where I get to connect and do creative things. It's I am living what I want. And now I get to take it a step further. So a couple little bullets that I put next to the pie here is to trust yourself, to allow growth. And to be easy about it, this does not have to be some hardcore system that becomes a part-time job where you're, you know, scheduling and blocking time, just be easy about this stuff. All right. So the point being is that you can see that self-responsibility is so much more than just taking responsibility for the things we mess up. It's taking responsibility for everything in our lives. We can't always choose what happens to us, but we get to choose how we respond and how we move through what happens to us. All right, so here we go. How this translates into business. This is the million dollar question, isn't it? I've done a few tangible things for myself this past week that have helped me get to a starting point. And when I say the past week, I mean from the stepping outside of my comfort zone and into F the Hustle, which I'm calling a movement, um, and stepping into what this looks for my business and my brand. So where I've stopped myself in the past with this is getting into fear of judgment. I know that the more I step into this and I face those fears head on, the easier it's going to get, again, until I level up and have new level, new devil. If you guys have heard that phrase, I love it. Um, Yesterday, I had listened to a great talk from Brene Brown, which then inspired an email. Remember, everything is content. And she shared something that struck a nerve. And it was always the things in her life that have become something bigger or the things that she's done that sort of blew up, like her initial TED talk, right? Bigger than she could have imagined. And it was because she stepped into something that was uncomfortable and she had to do it alone. So I've included the clip. It's like nine or 10 minutes, but it's having the courage to stand alone because the truth is I, a lot, a lot, I don't even know that makes sense but for so much of this online career, I have done collaborations or leaned on somebody and it's time for me to stand on my own two feet, even though I've been a solo brand and all of those things. It's, it's just time for me to go all in for me. And so, um, you know, she felt the fear and she did it anyways. I'd say she's done. She's done. Okay. Mind you, she's done the work, right? So there is that balance of both. So here we go. So, here is what I'm starting with for the future of my business and what F the Hustle looks like. This is going to continue to, to unfold and evolve, but I'm really loving where it's heading. So I've started with sort of this four part framework for living the F the Hustle way and the four primary areas. And I'm going to go into each of these deeper. And I did another doodle. You guys, I'm telling you, I had a blast yesterday doing this episode. Uh, number one is mindset. Number two, meaning marketing and money. So mindset, meaning marketing and money. And the quick blurb, um, and then I'm going to go deeper is mindset. Does your mindset match your desires? If you're not where you want to be, or living the way you want to live, look at your mindset and beliefs. This sets the foundation for everything. Meaning is what you're doing in alignment with your bigger why? How does the work you're doing the way you live your life make you feel what is important to you? And like I said, I'm going to go deeper with each of these marketing. Does the way you market fit with who you are and how you want your dream customers to feel? Are you copying what other people are doing or finding your own path? And there's a difference between modeling and copying. Okay. So let's just clarify that. And lastly is money. How much money do you want to earn? Are you holding yourself back from fear of judgment? Are you afraid people won't pay the rates you want to charge that you feel you're worth? Do you not think you can earn a living doing what you love? Trust me guys, as I pivot, that's been a big one. How am I going to earn money? I'm like, just stop. That's not why you're doing this. And trust me, I've got that path (laughs) started, but still, so let's go a little bit deeper with each one. So mindset, you know, I, I think I'm going to play around with creating a definition and an image of mindset that represents what it means to me. Here's the funny thing. I never thought I needed mindset work. This was the beauty of, of, all the stuff I would put into my head right between, I would say early twenties to mid 30 before I started doing deep therapy. <laughs> I don't know what you call it deep, but actually doing therapy versus grief counseling. But the, um, because I was always putting something positive in my head. And like I said, I'm a pretty optimistic person. I, I tend to do glasses half full. How can I reframe something? But the funny thing is um, there's a difference between It's surface level. That's the best way I can describe it, right? And so I never really took a look at if my mindset was differently, would I have these things? And by things, I don't mean stuff necessarily. Would I have accomplished? Would I be living this life this way? Or I mean, mindset goes so much deeper. So um, all of the audiobooks and programs I consumed in my 20s were about goals, achievement, accomplishment, and creating the life you wanted. I've shared this before, and it's not a dig, but they were all written from one perspective, a male in business. These were all white men in, coming from sort of a corporate America, right? I guess sans Tony Robbins, who still white male, but um, I don't think he was com- He never came from a corporate environment. And it wasn't until I found Dr. Wayne Dyer that I felt like I had come home. There was such an ease about his approach to things that felt like a comforting blanket that allowed me the rest I needed from striving, constantly freaking striving, do more, do more, do more. And I I just, that's how I was wired, you guys. I thrived on being as productive as I possibly could. If I could get three more things done after I got the kids to bed, it was that equated to self-worth and value. So it was the first time I connected the dots, that it's not solely about action. Like I said, I'm a hardcore doer but it was about intention and how things make us feel and the energy behind everything we do. Here's the kicker when it comes to mindset advice. We all bring our own unique experiences and circumstances to the table. So what works for me may not work for you in the same way, right? And so this is where F the Hustle was born. The mantra of the internet marketer, the bro marketer, was hustle, grind, do more, blah, 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 right? Just that one track mine, 100%. I was sick and tired of hearing single young white males tell me to work harder. I don't want to go sideways with this, but holy hell, I was already tired. I was raising my kids by myself and I didn't see I was going to work any harder. So it was like, shut the hell up already, right? Here's the thing. That was 100% their reality. That was absolutely their reality. They had every right to those thoughts and beliefs and behaviors as much as I do to saying F the hustle. I wasn't their audience, but this was the dominant voice in this space at the time. And so nothing in me thinks this very overgeneralized group of men was there to tell me I was doing something wrong. (laughs) None of this was about me. I made it about me, but somehow I kept going back to the same dry well for water. Takes what it takes, doesn't it? And Again, partly because that was the dominant voice in this space. It it's that's why I did a movie in 2010 called Women in Business. I wanted to interview women in this space. And we'll leave the movie for not ever another conversation. <laughs> it was a good experience, though. Um it's it's not like there weren't other people to follow or listen to. I think this was just a part of my path. And had I not who knows? Maybe if the hustle wouldn't have been born, I just got tired of the same mantra. I got tired of the same narrative that it's you guys stop to think about it. It's ridiculous to think there's literally only one way to do things. Anyway, this was, this is part of my path. So that's mindset. Meaning again is what you're doing in alignment with your bigger. Why? When I started my business, my primary goal was freedom and it was so great. Um, Susan reminded me the other day that I've achieved this regardless of what my income situation has been like ups, down, whatever. I have massive freedom in my life, which is because of a combination of mindset and doing the work. And she reminded me today that even at times where I've been um, revisiting (laughs) repetitive about the same problem or something is that she said, Kim, there's always been movement. There's always been movement forward. And which makes, which made me feel really good. And so knowing that, um, you know, my meaning was initially freedom. And now all of a sudden it's like, huh, this is weird. I'm totally having an epiphany right now, you guys. So my initial why was freedom and I've achieved that. And so now it's about coming up with a bigger why, And It's, I believe it's here to inspire and connect and teach other people. And I've another piece in there for me was to show my kids that there was another way, another way to live that was not within societal expectations. And I've done that too. And so as challenging as it was, I lived by example for them. And so holy moly, I'm, I'm just coming to this now that my why now has shifted to serve at a greater level. And so you need to ask yourself when it comes to meaning in your business and what that looks like, does the work you're doing support how you want to live your life? Living in Costa Rica is all about F the hustle. And it's not about I'm living at a beach. There is an ease and peace and um, just general flow of life down here that, that really, really works for me right now. All right, marketing my happy place, which they're all my happy place. That's how I came up with these again, mindset, meaning marketing and money. I shared recently that I offer an offer that I launched didn't go the way I'd hoped. No regrets. It brought me here. Seriously. I think about God had that done what I was hoping this may have not been birthed, at least not right now. And, and so for that, I'm ridiculously grateful. Um, but in a way, I set myself up for the results I got because I promised myself that I was going to do exactly what they told me to do in the program. So I have shared, I don't know, a few months back, I invested in a high ticket coaching program, which the content's phenomenal. It's, it's a great program. Um, and that was in February. And so I'm like, I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do. I'm going to be a good student. But yet there are certain things that didn't feel in alignment. For me, and so here's an example: the program that I'm in, they suggest doing an application to attend a free training. There is nothing in me that liked how that felt. It just it felt counterintuitive to me. And the goal is to get people interested in what I'm teaching and sharing. And this, um, I don't want to say elite, and I get the whole having skin in the game, you guys. I really, really do. And this application was not. It was like eight questions. It wasn't anything major, but it didn't feel right. It simply didn't feel right. So I start, I went into this out of alignment. And the thing is, they had plenty of data that showed it worked. Side note, they also had data showing it worked without the application, because the truth is I signed up for the program without an application, and it was a lot more expensive than the program that I was selling. But again, I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna do exactly what I'm told to do. And I have no doubt that the process turned some people off and probably my energy around it. And I know that's probably pretty woo-woo for some people, but it is what it is. We know, you know, when you show up with your whole heart and your energy is there, that you could be talking about mowing the lawn and people are going to get excited about it when... You are out of alignment. You could be talking about the most amazing thing in the world and you're not going to draw people in, right? It's kind of to circle back to a marketing phrase from Russell Branson, hook story offer. So the whole marketing thing, um, you have to really get in alignment with what works for you. I'm not worried about who signs up for things anymore or, or when they sign up. I truly believe that if I've gotten clear about how I'm doing this and how it's going to help people, the right people will buy. And that's exactly what I'm trusting moving forward with F the Hustle and with Inked Email. It's a brilliant service. People would happily pay to have emails written sequences, website sales copy. Doesn't even, doesn't even faze me. Like I've already got some referrals coming in because of that. It's a great service. I've been in this space long enough, which allows me this playground, for lack of a better word, to pursue F the Hustle in a way that totally. Serves the people I want to share it with and is in alignment with how I move through the world. So that means I have to market and promote everything I'm doing, but it, I have to do it in a way that feels right for me. All right. The last M in the equation, I'm going to come up with a better name than the 4M. I don't know. It just feels a little bit lacking in creativity, but um, is money. And I'm sure someone has done some research somewhere along the lines about when it became so horrible to want to earn a good living. And I'm not talking, you guys, I'm not an economist. I know the world is a shit show right now. There are so many disparities. I think the pandemic sped up us realizing how many systems specifically in the United States, I can't talk about anywhere else are broken. But that being said, it's always been so taboo to talk about money, to talk about wanting money, and I may have shared this before, um, but I, I don't want to say I lost a friendship, but it certainly went a little bit sideways when I challenged somebody because they made a comment about, you know, I don't, I don't need Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and that whole thing. You guys, that's such a tired argument. Like that was such a minimal fraction of people. Doing internet marketing at one point, but it, it, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it poked the bee's nest, so to speak, right? And just, huh, whatever. But the point is, this person was saying, you know, I don't need any of those things and uh, to be happy and blah, blah, blah. And I challenged them and I said, there's nothing wrong with people wanting those things. It doesn't make them less of a human being. It doesn't make them, why can't we want what we want without the judgment? Because you get, both sides of that. If you're judging somebody for what they want, are you any better? You know what I mean? So, and the person, and it was just, I think because what had happened is it, it poked something in me because of my desire to have a significant income and freedom from worries. And right again, with money, we all bring our own stuff to the table, but it just felt Wow. It, it blew me away how raw, how much it struck a nerve with this person. And it wasn't attack. I was not attacking guys, but it just goes to show you that it's such a sensitive topic. But here's the crazy thing. We live in a culture, Western culture that won't talk about money. You're greedy if you want a lot of money yet. We idolize people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and athletes and influencers in, in Hollywood. And I know I'm being super general here again. Take it all with a grain of salt. It's to make a point. And can I just tell you, if I never heard another thing about Elon Musk, it would be too soon. I'm tired of everything he says being gold. It doesn't, I'm just tired of it, you guys. And maybe that's just me. I'm not negating what he's accomplished. I'm just tired of hearing his opinion about everything. I don't care anyway. Okay. Um, the, the ironic thing with the money stuff though, is that people who judge you for wanting a lot of money to earn a good living or God forbid wanting stuff is there's a hypocrisy there. Like, who am I to say what someone should or shouldn't want? You know, ride a bike or drive a Ferrari. I really don't care. Just be a decent human being. And as a simple reminder, we get to curate the things we consume, all your social feeds. Um, you get to block unfollow God, I, my friend, uh, Nathan he shared something: If someone's worth unfollowing, they're worth unfriending. And so you think about it, and it's like, wait a minute. If I don't want to see their stuff anymore, why do I feel this obligation to stay friends with them? That's a whole other can of worms, um, and not one that I am <laughs> because I do that a lot. And so we'll leave that alone. But I just I don't follow or pay attention to people that rub me the wrong way. If somebody's marketing in a way that doesn't resonate with me i'm like meh all right don't show me this ad again um unfollow what have I, I don't care you guys i don't subscribe to people you know a perfect example of this is russell brunson and i keep i don't know threatening is the right word i keep saying i'm gonna write a post with a public letter to russell brunson there are so many people that hate on this guy and i don't know why i honestly and again to each their own but don't don't pay attention to him. You cannot negate what he's created. hundred $100 million a year company, he has donated more to charity than probably, you know, massive quantities of people combined with the Operation Underground Railroad and rescuing children from trafficking and supporting that organization and the building of the schools in Africa. I'm like, he's a good dad. He's, I, I just, I literally, I don't understand what the hate is. And he's made mistakes and he's talked about that. Instead, like I get it if there are plenty of people in the marketing space that maybe you you can't listen to because their voice grates on. I've been there too. Somebody could be a great human being, but I'm like, I cannot. Their voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Like I get all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, if you are unhappy with or judging or really annoyed with the way someone is doing something, take a look at yourself. Because the bottom line is you can do a lot of good by earning money. And you're not going to create the wealth and the income that you desire when you're constantly judging what other people are doing. You know, in terms of curating what comes into our minds and our hearts, I stopped watching mainstream news probably at least 15 years ago. If how I live my life doesn't work for somebody else, that's perfectly fine. I simply ask that you change the channel. So it's just, I, I, you guys, I get this. There's going to be a point where I'm, maybe I shouldn't be saying this publicly, but I have no doubt that not everyone's going to go on this journey with me and there are new people that are going to come on it. But I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. And I apologize. I got a little ranty, but so be it. Um, and the truth is, I don't think that much of that explained a whole lot about how this translates into business. But here are a few things I'm doing. So to start with is a new site, of course, right? And I wasn't going to you guys. I was like, eh, I'll just kind of, and I'm like, no, no. I um, have reached out to Devender, who has helped me with a lot of sites in the past. And he's like, you need to be patient. I'm like, I do, but we also need to put this on some sort of schedule um, because I'm, I'm ready to go big with this. And um, I am going to have photos taken in Costa Rica. Um, so now I'm on the hunt to find a photographer down here work on the messaging and get clear on who I'm serving. And I I have no doubt that this is probably going to challenge me a bit as does anything worth stepping up into. Of course there's going to be obstacles and challenges, but as Ryan holiday says with his book title, the obstacle is the way. So I, it's going to take me iterative. It's going to be a very iterative process I should say with that. But so there's going to be a new site coming and I'm going to focus on incorporating my life down here after hustle is the primary message. So that's step number one. And I don't, I should say that I don't know that these are in sequential order. So let's keep that in mind. The second piece is content, which I am really going to have to step back and do my due diligence with the existing content on my site. Um, so looking at SEO for where I'm headed, what should remain on my site, what will move to the new inked email site. So I'm going to enlist the help. Of uh, friends who are savvier with SEO than I am to help me sort of craft a plan, meaning all right, X amount of pages. Maybe I do pillar content for mindset, meaning marketing and money with a maybe a long TL keyword in there. But either way, so that's a big one. That's really a big one. Obviously, this podcast is going in that direction. This type of content offers. Oh boy, this is a whole can of worms, but I do have an idea already. So as that gets clear, I'll share more what it is. I'm going to start with a new email course as my opt-in along with the F the Hustle newsletter, which needs an updated follow-up sequence. And actually, as I'm sitting here, because I've just, I did the easy email marketing and I I might leave that on the site for, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure on that, but what I just thought about is what I should do is just that's I've got this, this is clear. Okay, sorry, because welcome to epiphanies mid podcast is I'm going to do a email course on F the hustle. And what that means or the F the hustle way, I don't know, I'm still working on all that. But that fault fo- that will be the follow up sequence for opting in for the newsletter. And they're going to get this free email course also. So problem solved. Um, and I really have been looking at that value letter. I love that Russell Brunson teaches that. If you're not familiar with the value ladder, quick synopsis, you've got your front end offer, which is free, right? Your lead magnet, whatever you're going to do. And then you go up to a lower priced offer and then it gets a little bit higher and higher up to the higher ticket coaching. um, And, and we'll see where that takes us. I will start with the free and one front end small paid offer. So coaching and events, Holy moly. off the hustle is ripe for this, I am working on a new coaching program, a group coaching, and it's going to bring all four of these in together again, mindset, meaning marketing and money. And so last week, I think I did. I announced that I'll be hosting the first F the live event in Costa Rica, ideally this year, but my goal is by February of 2023 at the latest because what the bucket July is like a hot minute around the corner. And I have guests coming in two weeks. I have guests coming in August. And then all of a sudden we're going into holiday. I just, anyway. But I do want to have it when it's not rainy season. So there's that piece too. Um, All right. Next up is traffic. In addition to organic content and social, I'm going to be more deliberate um, about who I have on the podcast. I will be launching F the Hustle TV and investing in paid traffic. So the point about more intentional. More intentionable. I literally just said intentionable. It's a good thing this is almost done. More intentional about podcast guests, meaning um, how that lines up with this new direction. So I'll explain more as I get clearer on that. Um, And F the Hustle TV is going to pull in those four pieces with every live show. And I want it to be more of an open dialogue and discussion. So I'm excited about that. Um, and in terms of paid traffic, I have a couple of ideas in mind, but the paid channels will happen after the new site is done and I've nailed the message. Um, so, you know, I've done Facebook, I've done Instagram. I, I hate doing ads, truth be told, but I will do it. I will also be looking at doing a lot more advertising and newsletters. And I'm going to look into TikTok ads um, because I think there's a great opportunity there. So, but paid traffic needs to be a part of the ongoing strategy. It just does. Um, and the last piece of this from a business perspective is relationships. I've mentioned that I've been connecting a lot more on Twitter of all of the social platforms. That's definitely where I get the most traffic novel because I know I spend the most time there, but I'm floored. You guys, you can spend a lot of time on Facebook, but not get the new subscribers and, um, followers or whatever. I'm stunned how many profile visits and new subscribers I get consistently because of Twitter and I am engaging. And the amazing thing is that I'm really connecting with people and developing new friendships and relationships, some of whom will be on the show. So I'm, I'm going to have some of the people on the podcast, like I said, um, or on F the hustle TV. And so I'm just excited to see where it takes me. It's stepping outside of my comfort zone, making those initial, um, I don't want to say that moves, right? It sounds like a dating move, making the first move, but to reach out to somebody and say, I love what you're doing, or let's hop on a call. Um, How can I support you? And so, which actually is a little bit easier to promote other people than myself. But so I'm excited because I feel like I've genuinely connected with some new friends and I'm happy about that. All right. Whew, this is a little bit of a doozy, isn't it? Um, I'm surprised though, based on the word count, that I've been able to keep this under an hour. So how about that? So just some final thoughts on this. You know, this is, I have every intention of making this a fun ride and I'm just getting started. That does not mean there won't be challenges and missteps, heartbreak. I don't know. Like it's life, you guys, but the intention is there and I know where I'm going. I've got the direction. And it's lit something up inside of me. Like I couldn't stop this if I wanted to, I don't, but that's how it feels. And so probably my biggest opportunity right now is to not personalize who chooses to be on the journey with me. I'm sure there are plenty of you who are going to stick around, but I know as I change gears, it won't be for everyone. And that's, that's totally fine. You can subscribe at ink to email pretty soon. Um, so that's coming, but, but that's okay too. I know that this is what I meant to do. And so here we go. On that note, guys, that's all I got. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. I love you tons and I appreciate you. And if you have not subscribed, go to Kim Doyle.com forward slash F the hustle to get the newsletter and join me on the journey. And we'll catch you next time.